Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Made Man. I hope everybody had a nice uh, holiday break, Christmas break, Christmas days. I'm still on vacation. I'm pretty excited and um, excited to give you a new episode of Made Man, the last episode of 2018. Can you believe it? We started this back in August, and here we are, still rolling. And I'm very excited because today, for the first time, I am using a brand new recording setup that I got over Christmas. I got myself a little digital handheld recorder and a handheld microphone. Uh, and I just want to try to kind of up my recording quality. And by doing so, not talking into my phone anymore. So that leads me to where I am right now today. Happy and excited to be talking to you about Made Man. Now on today's episode, I watched episode 10 of season 2, The Inheritance. What does The Inheritance mean? You always feel like these shows have a, a, a like a, the title has a meaning and kind of subtext. I'm not sure this time. I feel like um, for the most part, The Inheritance is speaking about Pete, right? It has to be. So I'm going to be jumping all over the place with um, these episodes as I do. And um, I'm not even, I literally just finished it and I can already tell you, I don't remember how it started, but I'm going to say that it is, oh uh, yes, okay. Hmm. Interesting. I remember Don at the beginning getting a phone call from his hotel and it's Betty. And what happened? But her daddy had a stroke. Her father had a stroke, and in the middle of the night, uh, the kids were out, so uh, Don's like, I'll come get you in the morning, and we'll head down, and a lot of Don and Betty's episode deal with going to Betty's uh, father's house, and the kind of weird in-laws that, that Don had to deal with, so Betty's dad had a stroke. Now, Betty's mother, at the beginning of the first, uh, at the beginning of the season, the beginning of the whole show... Uh, they talked about how Betty's mother died and Betty's dad had a new live-in girlfriend came in pretty quick, which Betty doesn't like because again, remember Betty is a five-year-old girl that's going to come into play later. Um, so this woman's there kind of taking care of the dad, but Betty hates it. This, the, she had a stroke. He had a stroke a couple days ago. She's just hearing about it now from her brother. Uh, everything, like, she comes in, she puts the light on, this woman's like, no, no, we need to turn the light off, but she's kind of rosy, everything's fine, everything's fine, and Betty hates it. Betty hates that she's at her dad's house, uh, Betty hates that there's only one photo of her mother, Betty hates that this woman was talking about being in a nightgown, it was an emergency, the woman got into the, into an ambulance with her dad, and she, Betty was focused on the fact that she talked about being in a nightgown, and her and her brother were like, oh, you know, daddy didn't like small talk. Well, your daddy's an asshole. I'm just going to go out and say it. I mean, he's he's an old asshole who's starting to lose his mind, but he's still an asshole. Um, lots of things kind of happen while they're there. Uh, he's losing his mind a bit, so he he calls um, uh, he calls Betty by the mother's name a little bit. And later he goes, you look really nice. And he gropes her, tries to feel her up because he thinks it's his wife. And the woman's like, your wife's dead. That's your daughter. Uh, and he could see he was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but at some point, you know, they're just 
kind of mosey, hanging out, not much to do. I've been there where you, 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 if you're with someone with a health issue, there's not much to do except be there. Uh, and that's what they were. And Don was there doing a puzzle with his sister-in-law and, well, Betty's sister-in-law and the dad. And the dad just kind of got started getting angry at, at Don for not having people and not being someone you could trust. And his daughter's an angel and you, you can't trust people like that. And that is part of his, you know, the, the blowing up is probably part of his um, dementia. But the feelings were there and their feelings were real. And he probably always felt that way about Don. He probably pissed that Don has, is in New York and Don took his daughter away. And, oh, he's got all this money and, he, you know, he doesn't know what he, how good he has it. And maybe that spoke to Don a little bit, like, yeah, I, I do have a lot, and I, I don't know how good I have it. So, you know, there's arguing and stuff, and then they go to go eat, and he's like, come on, Betty, let's go eat. And and uh, Betty's like, Don, we don't have to put up appearances. No one's here. Betty sleeps in her old bedroom, which is still kept exactly the way it was in the past, where all her riding ribbons are up on the wall, and I, I don't know if she was in pageants and stuff, but it was you could tell she was this little tiny princess who just kind of uh, was always um, doted upon and was brought up just perfect. Uh, and she made Dawn sleep on her floor while she slept in her bed. But in the middle of the night, she got down on the floor and her and Don made sweet, passionate love. Now, it was probably because Betty was in grief and, and Betty was, you know, sad and she just needed someone. But Don was like, this is great. This is awesome. I'm back in. Uh, they get a little breakfast. That's when her her dad gropes her, and they kind of that's where it left. There. Oh no, she she got to see her old uh, housekeeper, who basically seems like raised her. It was an old African American woman who told her the truth because she's not getting any better. Uh, you know, it's just the way it is. When you leave here, you'll just remember him as he was, how great he was. You have to take care of your your own family now. You have to take care of your husband and your kids. And she's like, yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> Uh, but she's a little child, and she pouts and all these things. And again, that's because Betty is five years old. That's going to come into play later. Uh, so Betty and Don go back home, and Don's like, oh, whew, good to be home. I'm going to go take a shower. She's like, oh, Don, I think you should uh, go get out of here. Like, you freaking kidding me? He goes, look, you know, thank you for being there or something like that, but this isn't, it's, we're not there yet. I don't know if she said something like that. Something, but she basically said, I don't think you should be here. I think you should get out. So he's like, well, screw that. So he goes into the office. Now, earlier in the episode, we're in the office, and maybe and um, it is Kinsey and Pete are being, uh, being charged with going off to California because there's all these companies that, um, that are you know in the science field, and these people want to work in the space and want to get someone on the moon or build a bomb. Uh, and they, and then you have all these congressmen out there who want to get these companies to um, invest in, you know, places in their district. And we have Pete and Kinsey going out there to um, for Sterling Cooper to convince the congressmen that you need someone like them to help convince the companies to invest in them. I believe that's what I got out of it, that they need to go to L.A., and convince these things. Now, everyone, they're all excited about L.A. Oh, L.A., can't believe it. It's the West Coast. Later on in the episode, um, Peggy's like, I hear they don't even work out there. The weather's so nice. Uh, so that's basically the gist of what's going on in the office, that they that there's people going out west, uh, and one of them is Pete. 
Pete also, we have a little time with Pete's wife who, you know, they were trying to have a kid and basically, uh, so that's what it is. Pete's going out West. His wife would love to go with him. He's like, next time. But you know how weak I'd look if I brought my wife with me? It wouldn't look good around the office. And she's like, well, I guess I'll go see my parents. You know, they're, the parents aren't happy because they haven't had a kid yet. And um, I guess th- she's talking about adoption and Pete is not, I'm not really excited about that as an option, but he's like, do I have to put my foot down? He does say that, which was a little, you know, Pete's a crazy person too. And the way he talks to his wife, but you can see he kind of likes her, maybe loves her. Uh, and he almost warms up to the idea of being, um, adopt, you know, being, um, adopted. Uh, so later on in the episode, Pete's brother's meeting him and they're like, you know, we have to go talk to mom about signing over, this and that and all these things. And I think, okay, there's the inheritance. The inheritance is specific to Pete and what money he will or won't get. Uh, and he drops a line to his brother like, hey, you know, I'm, you know. Oh, what he said was um, the brother's like, you know, we're trying to have kids. And uh, I think so, something like that. Oh, no, we're going to have kids someday. But I but I think my wife would almost like to be one of those couples without kids that get invited everywhere. And guess what? That's what I am. That's what I'm, I'm part of those couples. Um, and Pete's like, you know, we're talking about maybe adopting. I don't know. And the brother's like, you know, people do that. People actually do that. And he's like, yeah, I guess they do, don't they? They're And they're drinking and they're proper and everything's... Uh, oh, and they joke about um, it wouldn't be easier if the mother was just dead and they could just kind of, you know, have everything that's left behind and just kind of whatever's left they get. I mean, they are seem like two horrible people who were brought up by two horrible people. Um, we go to... Pete's mom's house and signing some of the papers and the mother's like you know it's nice for you to show up and he gives it back to his mom a little bit and she's like you know I don't know what you think you're doing you're not going to get anything uh, if you adopt someone it's not natural you're getting like you're basically getting discarded kids that other people don't want and that's not what your dad would want in our family and our bloodline and your inheritance and he kind of was pissed about that and he goes you know what actually daddy spent everyone's money uh on other people and you don't even have any money because there was a line where he, she doesn't have as much as she thinks she does and they've been kind of liquidating her assets to make her at least be able to live and the, he, he said it and the mother was like what are you talking about and the brother you know kind of backed it up a little bit but he sugarcoated it to the point where um she didn't know or she wasn't told too much or she didn't quite i don't think she either bought it or she was at least appeased i don't know but pete was like you know screw this i'm out of here goodbye and um, that was most of Pete's episode. Now, later on, now early on, um, Kinsey has an African-American girlfriend. She comes to the office and when Kinsey goes up and kisses her, the, um, the, the, the uh, secretary who brings, um, who brought her to meet Kinsey, you could see the look of like, oh my goodness, she's, she's kissing a black, he's kissing a black woman. This is insanity. Um, but, uh, he's like, this is my girlfriend and they go and meet, uh, with Ken and they go and meet with Pete and, um, they're like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, great. Oh, he's going to be out in California. She's like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, we're going to California. And, and Kinsey's like, I was going to tell you at, uh, at lunch. And she's like, you know, you, you said you're going to come with me for these marches. You said you were going to come with me for, you know, try to get voter registration, try to do some social, um, social, um, you know, people thingy. You know what I'm talking about. Like, basically trying to to help with um, 
civil rights and all that and voting and everything. And basically, uh, he was going to do that for her. But he's like, I got to go to California. Duty, duty calls. I'm really, really sorry. You know, I'll do it another time. I promise. Um, she wasn't very happy. But he was like, you know, I got to do this work. It's pretty important work. Now, later on in the episode, um, after Don is sent packing again from Betty, he goes into the office and he sees uh, Harry Crane. Harry Crane is having a baby. There's a baby shower going on. People are giving him gifts. People are giving him booze. Um, he got something really nice from Joan from Tiffany's. Uh, the secretary that he uh, slept with gave him a big hug. She's like, I'm so happy for you. And he's like, okay, okay, back off, please. Thank you. Uh, and they were joking about how, you know, they gave him Playboy because you're never going to have sex anymore and you're never going to see you touch a woman anymore now that you have a kid. And small talk's going on and they're talking about, you know, Harry's like, I guess I'm going to have to go to California someday uh, because, um, uh, you know, it's the TV people want me out there, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, Don takes Joan and says, can I have a word with you? But can you help me? Because since Joan moved... Um, her, his, since Don moved off his secretary, because the secretary is now shacking up with Roger, Joan has been taking over the secretary uh, job for Don, it seems like. So she's like, he's like, I need you to move um, this. And she's like, okay, when do you need me to reschedule? He goes, no, I need you to clear the whole week. Roger comes in, he goes, oh, how did it go with the family emergency? I hope everybody's okay. And he goes, um, I'm going to go to California. And you can see even Joan was like, ooh, because uh, she knows Kinsey was going to California and with Pete. And... Um, Roger's like, that's great, that's great, but Pete needs to go because he's been, he's been, uh, you know, he's been at this since the beginning. Pete needs to go, but it's good for you. You can see bikinis, get some sunshine, um, and uh, he's like, Joan, you need to go tell Kinsey that she, you know, he's not going to California. So she goes back to the baby shower and basically says, "Ha, Kinsey, I need to talk." And I forget his first name. I need to talk to you uh, right now. Um, he goes, "Oh yeah, sure. What's up? I need you to um, to give me all your stuff uh, for the trip because Dawn's going." Oh, no, Don's going to California. He's like, that's great. He goes, no, no, you understand. Don's going instead of you. So like, you can't do that. He goes, well, he's doing it. He has to do it. I need your stuff now. Is it here? Is it now? And I think Joan was actually happy about doing it. I know there's a weird relationship between Kinsey and Joan. They, they spent some time one night um, hanging out, but then he went off with his girlfriend, I think. And Joan, I don't think, I think Joan enjoyed sticking this to Kinsey uh, to the fact where now he cannot go. Um, to California. But what does he do? He's packing up his stuff. He calls his girlfriend and says, you know what? Change of thought. I Change of plans. I had a change of heart. I want to go with you. It's the right thing to do. It's the important thing to do. And I can't wait to do it. Um, we're going to go do this. We're going to do what's right. Yay. So he basically, <clears throat> uh, by product, by, you know, process of elimination, because he can't go to California, now he gets to go do... Uh, the civil stuff with his girlfriend. Uh, so there's a shot of him on a bus with a couple of white people, mostly African-American people, and he's talking about admin and how important admin are and how we, we basically, we, we want to go to the customer and the customer has no color. We don't care as long as it's a paying customer. Uh, and you could see, I think some people were smiling. Other people were like, oh, what is this bullshit this guy's feeding me? Um, what else happened in this episode? Oh, well, oh my God. Um, so wait, before we get to the end, end, um, wait, oh, so Pete is having some small talk with Peggy after the party and he had a few, a little bit to drink. He was a little drunk. So he's talking to Peggy about, uh, he goes, you know, I'm leaving. She's like, yeah, have fun. It's great. He goes, I'm nervous. It's my, she goes, I've never flown. People are jealous of you. 
He goes, well, I've never, I have flown, but I haven't flown since my dad died. Remember, his dad died in a plane crash. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think, I didn't think about that. Well, statistically speaking, you know, it would never happen to, to two people in the same family. And Pete was like, well, I wouldn't mind if it did. You know, I don't even like her. And she's talking about uh, having other kids and, you know, these, <clears throat> it doesn't even belong to you. And she's like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? And I think Pete had a little too much to drink and he started complaining about his mom without Peggy even knowing. And he says to Peggy, you know, you've had it so easy. And she just looks at him and says, nobody has it easy. Have a good trip. And she leaves with a big smile on her face. But, you know, Pete is an asshole. And the sad thing is all the stuff about Pete and inheritance and, um, you know, adopting. Pete has an heir. Pete has Peggy's kid. Peggy's kid is out there. Pete's kid, Peggy's kid could be rich or whatever money's left. Could have some money coming his way. Her way, I don't know what it is. A baby, it's a baby, um, but you know, it's funny that they always still connect. And Peggy still kind of looks at Pete with a little, not complete disgust, like I look at him. She looks at him like, "Have fun, Pete," and you know, almost like she feels a little bad for him. But she still seems to have a tiny bit of attraction for him. So that's always interesting to me. I wonder if that will ever come into play. I also always wonder if Joan and um, Don will hook up. But since Joan is engaged now, I'm guessing no. But you just never know with this show because really marriage doesn't always have that much of a um, effect on making people uh, monogamous. We didn't, that was about it for Roger. We didn't get much with him. Pete and Peggy were done. Kinsey's off with his girlfriend now. Um, Harry's just happy that, you know, he's having a baby. Jeez, uh, what else really happened in this episode? Oh, well, okay. So Betty's home alone. Don is, you know... Um, back at the hotel, and, and Betty's home alone. Now, Betty, of course, is a five-year-old girl herself. She's a child, a little pouting child, and um, she hears a bang in the middle of the night. The dog starts barking. She looks out the window. I'm thinking, oh, God, there's a burglar, and she needs Don to protect him. Uh, she just looks out, doesn't see anything, and kind of goes back to sitting there feeling sorry for herself. The next day, the dog is barking, barking, barking at this uh, little playhouse. She's like, what's going on in there? <clears throat> and then you go in and you see Glenn, the little neighbor boy from season one, the one she gave the hair to, the little creep. He's just sitting there in the playhouse in some dirty clothes with milk and some soda and some toy candy and some comic books. He's been living there. And she's like, what are you doing in there? How long have you been in there? Did you run away? He's been there for a couple days. She brings him into the house. She doesn't call the mom right away. To me, this is where I think Betty is a simpleton, somewhat of a simpleton. Now, this kid is obviously in love with Betty. And he's like, uh, he says little things like, oh, you know, I haven't seen you around. Oh, you know, you, you're alone. It's so sad. And she's like, come on, let me, let me give you lunch. Let me clean your clothes. Does not call the mother. He's like, oh, my mom's not around anymore. Um, and she has all these boyfriends and they give me things. And there's a Pan Am bag. I don't know if she's a flight attendant or she's dating pilots or whatever. Um, she's like, oh, let me clean your clothes. So she, she lets him go take a shower, cleans his clothes and um, reads some comic books while he's gone, comes back, makes some lunch. Again, still has not called the mother. She's a crazy person. He's a little psychopath. There's a lot of just, like, broken people on the show. Um, and she, he comes down in uh, one of Don's T-shirts that's too big, or I'm assuming it's probably Don's smallest T-shirt. It's too big on him, obviously. Um, and the, guy, the kid probably feels like the man of the house right now. There's nobody there except him and Betty. The kids aren't even there. And they eat lunch. And then he sits, they sit down and watch cartoons. He's like, you know, I really don't like meat. She's like, oh, would you like me to make you uh, macaroni and cheese? And he's like, yeah. He's almost like telling this woman what to do. Um, <clears throat> then he holds her hand. And what does she do? She holds his hand back. 
and holds it. And then, boom, the kids come home, and she stops holding hands and says, um, yo, go, go upstairs and play with the kids. And it's at that point she finally gets on the phone and calls Glenn's mom, the divorcee. Now, my first thought was, is this the same actress? I didn't look it up, but it has to be the same actress. We just haven't seen her. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, the divorcee. So she comes over, and <clears throat> she's all upset with, uh, with Glenn um, and says, you know, you need to... Uh, you know, um, I'll take him home now. And she's like, uh, you need, oh, what did she say? Oh, he said to Betty, I hate you. And he, she's like, I know. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then um, she says, I, we need to talk to you, uh, Betty. This needs to stop. And she's like, you're right, it does. Now, I don't know what needs to stop because it's been a while, but maybe even she thinks that sees Betty as some weird simpleton who's giving this kid delusions of grandeur. But he's like, you know, you're not a very good mother. She says this to the divorcee, you're not a very good mother. He sees that. You're not around anymore. Uh, the kid said he basically brushes his own sister's teeth. Uh, and she's like, I haven't been a very good mother. It hasn't been the same since uh, Dan left. I thought it would be different, but it isn't. I haven't been a good mother. So she even admits that she's a, she sucks at this. Uh, and she, then all of a sudden, Betty says, you know, Don's been out of the house. He doesn't live here anymore for now. I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like I'll float away if Don's not there to hold me down. That's because you're a simpleton. Um, but you know, she's not sure if she'll get divorced or not. And I, that was basically, that was basically it. Right. I think that was the end of the episode. The final moments of the episode is, uh, Don and Pete are on a plane, are on the plane to California and Pete's got an eye mask on. So he's sleeping, probably just trying to get through it. Maybe, I don't know. Or he's just, he just doesn't care and he's sleeping. And then Don's looking out the window just as the sun crests the horizon and the sunlight shines on his face and it's just a cool shot of him basically seeing the sun shine in his eyes i'd love to see how they did that with like l lamps you know like lighting outside a, a a stage that looks like a plane and they just pull it up into this guy into don's face and be like you know keep looking looking at the sun um but to me it's almost like don has seen the maybe he's seen the dawn the d-a-w-n maybe he's seen the light Maybe he realizes, um, look, if I'm not going to get Betty back, I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to California. Whatever happens out in California happens out in California. If Don, if Betty kicks him out of the house um, for doing something that, yeah, he did do, uh, but Don wants to be back in the house, and now he's off to California, well, I mean, is he on a break? I don't know. The next episode looks like they're in California, so it'll be interesting to see what happens then. But my friends, that is next week. That is next Friday. That is next year. 2019 where I'll still be on vacation and I'm pretty excited and I'm very excited to be talking into my new microphone into my new recorder and to you it's not going to make any lick of difference but I'm very excited to be doing this um and I just I love this show and I love keep doing I love continuing to do this podcast and I'm going to be doing it every Friday from here until the end of time or at least the end of the show which is you know a few more seasons after this um but yeah that's it so I just want to tell you, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. The website is fansnotexperts.com. Now, we're all on Anchor. This is where most of our podcasts are now. Anchor.fm slash MadeMan. That's where you can find and subscribe to MadeMan on any different platform. All these links are on fansnotexperts.com as well. But Anchor.fm, if you have the Anchor app, you can go on there. You can subscribe through that. You could leave us messages. 
I still don't have a voicemail line, but I don't even know if I have enough listeners to get a voicemail line. So why do I, why set myself up for just embarrassment? You know, I'll be like Peter Brady who has this giant party and then nobody shows up and he's the only freaking kid there except for his five brothers and sisters, step sisters. Jesus, they don't even, they're not even real sisters. Ugh. I wonder how Pete Campbell's mom would think about that. Uh, my friends, thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Have a happy, happy new year. Have a safe new year's Eve. Enjoy the rest of 2018. Go Pats, and I thank you for coming along on this journey as I continue on my quest to become a made man. Pats not experts.